eternidad. Wow. Can we just give our, our cast one more round of applause, please? That was awesome. As always, if you've ever been a part of these things, you don't actually see it ever come together like that until they actually do it, you know? Uh, sort of a flailing, flailing work until that moment. So excellent job, guys. Um, yes. So uh, what a beautiful story. And I, and I just want to just spend a, a few minutes, I promise, just a few minutes, just, just telling a little bit more about that good news that we just heard. Uh, I want to just start by reading, reading a couple verses from Isaiah 43. Uh, this is uh, the word from Isaiah. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. And this is the key part. I have summoned you. I've called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. So, so what's this story about that we just told? What's this story about? Um, it's a, it's, it's, you could say it's a story about people finding Jesus. We had people running around, looking around. Uh, we had camels moving slowly, yet gracefully and elegantly. Uh, People, angels, talking about where to find Jesus. It's about people finding Jesus. Uh, Herod, even looking for him, right? Uh, they all want to find Jesus, but, but you know how stories work? There's always, stories are sort of like those nesting dolls. You know what I'm talking about? They're, like, there's all, they're always connected. There's, there's one story inside of another inside of another. There's always a bigger story going on. So part of the story is people trying to find Jesus, but I'll, I'll give you an example. So, um, uh, Lucia, I'm going to put you on the spot. Why are you here this morning? Oh, you're the wrong person to ask because you're immediately going to go uh, to the outer story. But go ahead. Why are you here this morning? <laughs> I do it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, sh I should not have asked you. Yeah. Well, um, why are we here this morning? Why are you here this morning? Can one of the kids tell me? I can't see who it is. The lights are super bright. Go ahead, call it out. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Why? Well, this is a harder question, right? Or how did you get here this morning? A car. And who drove you here? My parents. And why did your parents drive you here? Because you wanted to come? Okay, show of yourself. Yeah, so, so maybe the, the point, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, the point I'm, I'm I, I should have had a, see, this is where you need like a plant, right? Set it up. <laughs> learning, learning lessons. Hey, kids, you're here because you got driven here, but you're also here because your parents love you and your parents want you to know about Jesus. And why do they want you to know about Jesus? Because more than likely, they have a story with Jesus. And 
somebody told them about Jesus out of their own story. And so there's always these stories within stories within stories. My point is, part of the story is about people finding Jesus. But the, the, the other part of the story, the, out, the other layer of the story, is about God finding people. Jesus coming to find us. Jesus comes to find us. That's the story that people finding story is, is, with, is, is holding. And, and God has to come find us because we are utterly lost without him. We are really bad navigators in life. Uh, if we were to put some of you in the car or on the motorcycle, you would have a hard time knowing where to go, right? Um, maybe. Maybe you're, some of you are better navigators than others. But we're lost without him. And I just, uh, particularly uh, adults, I want you to hear this. If you've been to a church for a long time, you've probably heard that you're lost without Jesus. But I want that to hit home afresh for you this morning. It would be a little bit like if I just kind of came up to you in the parking lot afterward and was just like, yeah, you're just, you're just completely lost in life. You'd be like, who are you? Why are you even talking to me? You would be offended. You should feel the offense. What the scriptures tell us is that we're lost without him. We're completely lost. Stumbling about, and the paths that we often choose lead to greater darkness. Um, but the Christmas story is about people finding Jesus, and it's about God finding people. And that's kind of actually the beautiful way God works. He often uh, finds lost people by giving himself in such a way that we find him. So, um, so kids, here, here's a question. We're talking about finding lost people. How do you find someone who's lost? What, you call them. Good. Hands up. Yep. You use GPS. That's awesome. You can use GPS. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm blinded, but I'm pointing. Next hand. Yep. Yep. A, a what? A guide. Yeah. Is that what you said? Guide. Okay. Yeah. So there's lots of ways you can find somebody who's lost, but, but one of the key ways is you just call out. You just call out somebody's name. Uh, God does this in the, in the Bible all the time. Sometimes he sends angels, like he sent an angel to Hagar to call out her name, to find her. Uh, he calls out to Moses from the burning bush, right? Moses. I always imagined it like that. Moses. Um, he calls out to Zacchaeus. Jesus says, Zacchaeus. Jesus calls out to Saul on the road to Damascus, right? God is somebody who calls out our names when we're lost. Um, and that's, that's the story of Christmas. It's about Jesus coming to earth to seek and save the lost. And, and so when you hear the story that you just heard, one way of hearing it is, is God is saying your name. God is calling you by name. He's calling out your particular name. So let's, it's, it's sort of like this. So kids, on the count of three, I want you to just say your name out loud. Okay? You guys with me? Just your name. Well, I'll, I'll show you why in a minute. All right? It's a hostile audience over here. I like it. Um, okay. So on the count of three, and, and I invite everybody to participate, we're just going to say your name, not the words your name, youth group. You're going to say your name. So I will say Josh out loud, for example. All right? You will say your name. So on the count of three, you're just going to say your name aloud. Ready? One, two, three. Josh. Good. Good. So the story of Jesus is, is like that. It's calling out your name. Um, and, and that's why Jesus takes on the form of a servant like he does. So he can come down so you can hear his voice. Okay, so now, but now it's not just, God doesn't just sort of call a name out like he's reading from a list. God doesn't have some big book up in heaven 
uh, where he just formally says, your name, right? Um, remember what we said, he, he comes because he loves you. So he's saying your name in such a way that you say the name of somebody you love very much. That's a little bit different, isn't it? So now, so now we're going to do another exercise, kids. You ready? I want you to think about somebody in your life that is very special to you. I'll even offer you this. It can be a pet. Okay? A, a name that is very special to you. Somebody that, see, I'm getting choked up thinking about my people. Uh, think about a special person. Now, you might have a lot, but just think about one. It's okay. Just pick one. And think about that name for a minute. I have my person. That's your name. Now, kind of hold that person in your mind a little bit. Just see if you can picture them. Could be mom or dad. Could be a friend. Okay, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to say that person's name aloud. Okay, ready? One. Two, three. My God. Good. All right. So, um, so when we call the name of somebody that we love, it actually kind of draws them a little bit closer to us. And, and kids, you might not experience it so much. I don't know, adults, if, if this hit you. But what happens as you get a little bit older is saying the names of people you love becomes more and more precious. And, and it's actually interesting, adults, you're a lot quieter on that. Because there's almost like a whisper because people are more precious to us. And it's a little bit emotional sometimes to say some of the names of people we adore. And also, it's a little bit risky. Like, you had to say somebody's name and maybe not, not and say that aloud next to people who would hear it. Right? Which is a little bit like the incarnation, right? It's a little bit of a risk to come to earth. And to say someone's name aloud is a little bit risky. And when God, so when God says our name, he's not just reading a name. He's saying it in the way that you may have just said that, that name about you. That's how precious you are to him. He says your name in that way. And so, and, and so you could say one name aloud. And if we were here for a little while, maybe you could get up to like 10 people, right, after a little while. And maybe you'd be emotionally exhausted by that. The, the God that we worship has the name of every single person who has ever lived and ever will live on his lips and on his heart all at once. He holds all humanity on his mind and his heart. And he's saying their name even now. He's calling you by name. It's amazing. It's incredible. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, he who formed you, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. So God comes to a lost world and he finds us by calling the name of each and every one of you. Scripture, Zephaniah even says he rejoices over you, he sings over you. And so, so, how, so then what's our response? And I'm almost done. What's our response then? God says our name. And if you've heard your name in the story this morning, your response is simply to say, say his name back to him. Uh, we're the ones who have been found. He's found us, and so we say the name back to him. So I just want to invite you, if you want, I, I will never mandate anybody to say the word name of Jesus, uh, but the scriptures invite for those who are willing. 
to just, on the count of three, we're going to say the name of Jesus together. You ready, kids? Yeah, we're going to say the name of Jesus aloud. And, and I want you to do is um, not use your yelling voice, but use, remember, remember we talked about like using your singing voice, right, instead of your yelling voice? Uh, to say the name of Jesus as though you're saying something precious. All right? So we're going to say the name of Jesus on three. Ready? One, two, three. Jesus. And that's all the response is. He says your name, and you say his name back to him. Uh, Jesus is the king who was born in a manger. He's, he's the good shepherd. He's the light of the world. He's the one who knows you better than you know yourself. He's closer to you than you are to yourself. He completely knows you, and he completely embraces you. And that little exchange that we just did, that is the nature of reality. That's the way reality works. God calls our name and we respond. Uh, so I just want to do one more demonstration. Will you guys allow, one more, you, you with me, kids? Let's do one more, all right? Um, I know, I know, one more. So actually what we're going to do is, um, because, because it's not just here this morning, Scripture tells us that all of creation cries out, right, and is calling us to him. So here's how you're going to go through the week. All that you experience will be a part of God calling out, calling you to himself. So it'll be a bit, little bit like this. Can I have a bold volunteer to offer their name? Who would like to offer their name? I can't see your hand. Can you say your name out loud? Who is it? Eve. Okay, Eve. Thank you. So Eve, your week like this, your week ahead of you, and this is for all of you, is, is all that you go through and all that you're thinking about and all that you see throughout the week in the beauty of creation, in the love that you receive, it's all God calling your name. And we're going to simulate it right now, right? Okay? So on the count of three, Eve, you're going to sit silently and listen, and we're all going to say Eve's name. All right? Ready? You're going to hear a chorus of Eve. You ready, Eve? Okay. On the count of three, we're all going to say Eve's name. Ready? One, two, three. Eve. And what's your response, Eve? You, you, what do you say to Jesus when he calls your name? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I just, I want you to hear that invitation this morning. God's calling your name. Um, in the deep darkness of our wondering, God calls his name. He calls your, I'm sorry, he calls your name. And he's calling it now, and he's calling you to respond back to him. Uh, and so when, when you guys face troubles this week, kids, when you face a hard time this week, I know some of you still got school ahead of you. Um, you got a lot ahead of you. The story of Christmas invites you to make, to make a dramatic change. Your, your trouble does not mean that you've been forgotten or abandoned. It's important some of you need to hear that. Your trouble and the heartache in your life or what's vexing you today does not mean that God has abandoned you. It's not, doesn't mean that God has forgotten you. God has come to you in this story and he's called you by name. And because, and, and so, so when he calls you by name, that's how actually lost people get unlost. You get unlost the moment you have somebody who can call your name and tell you where to go. Not by changing your circumstances, right? Just one person who needs to know the way. And, and so I just will also, just as an aside, if you're kind of skeptical uh, at the moment, this like little heartwarming story that we just told seems like kind of a fairy tale. 
um, that a bunch of people just sort of try and make themselves feel excited about once in a while. I, I would just encourage you to see that actually the reason that we're here, if we keep going out the nesting doll story, is because of the historical, verifiable truth that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose again. And that the reason that we're here is because of the revolution that that historical truth began 2,000 years ago. And so we're not telling ourselves a heartwarming story that's a fairy tale made up. We are the living proof, example of the truth, the historical truth that Jesus was real, is real, and is alive today. We're not telling ourselves a fairy tale. So, um, so just as in closing, hey, how, how, do I, how do I just hear this, this invitation throughout the week? I just want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, slow down. Slow down. Everybody say that with me. Slow down. Slow down. Slow your steps. Lost people are always in a hurry. Lost people are always in a hurry. People have been found slow enough to hear the name of Christ in their heart. Slow enough to say it back to him. Slow enough to listen and speak to Jesus. Slow down this week. That's what, that's what found people do. Let me close this with, with this, uh, this slow, slowing down, getting, getting to a little bit of childlikeness. Let me just close with this quote from George MacDonald. The winter is the childhood of the year. For all you winter haters out there. The winter is the childhood of the year. Into this came the child Jesus. And into this childhood of the year must we all descend. It is as if God spoke to each of us. My son, my daughter, you're growing old. You're growing old and cunning. You must grow a child again. That's the invitation this morning. Amen? Amen. I'm going to invite um, our Victory Youth to come and sing on stage. They're gonna, we're going to sing, um, Oh, come, uh, come let us adore him all together. Uh, and uh, the youth group is going to come up and, and sing that as well. So we invite you to, to stand. I'd like all the, the youth group, if you would come on up here, please. And I totally forgot to dismiss the kids.